Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello, my name is Sophie Mendelson, um, and I am an undergraduate here at Yale University, and I am an intern for the Yale Sustainable Food Project. My guest today is Diane Kochilis, aka the Greek food guru. Diane is known for her work as a food columnist, menu creator, food retail consultant, founder of Greek Food TV, cooking instructor, and award-winning cookbook author. Diane has dedicated herself to promoting the healthy, happy, delicious foods of Greece. And today she is here to talk to us about the Greek Blue Zone island of Icaria uh, as a paradigm for sustainable living, longevity, Mediterranean food, and Greek cuisine. Welcome, Diane. Thank you for having me. So what does it mean for Icaria to be a blue zone? Well, a blue, blue zone is a, a term that was coined by um, uh, Dan Buettner, um, who is a researcher and, um, I guess, journalist, and s- studied the longevity patterns around the globe and discovered through various means, um, through demographic studies, through other other means that there were certain places on Earth where the longevity rates were so high that they were a statistical anomaly, basically. And Icaria is one of those places. The other handful of places are Costa Rica. Um, uh, Costa Rica, there's a community in California, I think, or on the West Coast someplace, and I think it's a community of uh, Latter-day Saints, maybe. Um Sardinia, a mountainous region in Sardinia, and there are a few other places. Uh, There's a place in Japan as well, an area in Japan. Icaria stands out, though, for several reasons, Um, mainly because people not only... I mean, this doesn't apply to everyone, obviously, but the the longevity statistics are... um, They are quite high, but... Parallel to that, I think what's very interesting is that people who are living a long time are living a long time in very good condition. So there is a, um, there's a much um, lower lower degree lower rate of heart disease of age related um, cog- cognitive issues. Uh, people tend to grow into a healthy, alert, you know, active old age, and uh, I see that you know in my own experiences on the island. My family is from the island. And we certainly, even within my own family, my mom lived to be 95, and she was fine, you know, basically until the end of her life. My husband's grandparents, uh, his grandmother, his paternal grandmother lived to be 99, and she was completely um, okay until the end of her life. And I have, you know, countless other examples of people like that. And, you know, I think there are all sorts of reasons um, why would you tell me about some of those reasons? Sure. Um, you know, diet definitely plays a role. And certainly when you're talking about, when you're looking at people who are that old and you're looking at them now in 2013, when you start to think about what they were eating in their own formative years, um, it's certainly very different from what people are eating today, even in Greece. So for the most part, it was completely a poor man's diet. It was a plant-based diet. It was a diet... Um, I think characterized more by the lack of food than anything else. So, you know, calorie intake was probably a lot lower than it is today. Um, everything was, and Anikaria, to, to a great degree, it still is completely local. Uh, people still produce their own food, so it's, by and large, it's totally organic. 
Um, people abide by the fasting calendar. So again, this whole going back to this whole idea of eating a plant-based diet. If you're fasting according to the, the, the traditions of the Greek Orthodox Church, you are not you're abstaining from any kind of animal product um, and and most fish for almost half the year for about 200 days a year. So that it's a catharsis for the system. Um, people are active physically because they're everyone has a garden. Most people are sustained or are subsistence. Uh, farmers, um, even if they have another profession or another job, they have their own garden. So, you know, local really is local. Um, but I think my own experience, um, and it's this is simply uh, my own observations and sim- you know empirical um, you know sort of experience. Um, I think the longevity rates have a lot to do with the lifestyle on the island and the fact that there really is no stress. Um, Ikaria is known, um, Ikarians are known for their um, complete irreverence <laughs> to punctuality <laughs> and uh, anything that is sort of time-related. I mean, I can give you an example from my own personal life. I, I got married on the island um, to uh, an Ikarian. Um, I was two hours late for my own wedding, and the priest had not arrived yet. <laughs> and there was no, it was it was okay. There was no cause for alarm. It was just... You know, it's just the way things are. It's very different. It's hard to explain that to an American, but people are very, very relaxed. So you talk about diet-related reasons, environmental factors, um, cultural issues. You mention um, something that you call a pendulum swing that you've observed in terms of the economic crisis and that impact on sort of a return to traditional diet in Icaria. Would you tell me more about that, about the poor man's diet? Uh, absolutely. Um, I want to just backtrack for a second and mention something else that I think is, is very um, much, is very a very important factor when it comes to pe- longevity and gen- the general emotional and mental health of a community. And it is that the sense of community um, that derives from belonging to a small place, from having a generational um, affiliation with a place. And that's certainly something that I experienced as a kid in New York City. We Our, our entire social life was centered around the Icarian community in New York, and our friendships span generations. So I think that's something, again, that's very unusual in an American setting where people are much more mobile and don't have those same, same sense of, of belonging to a specific place. Um, anyway, um, back to uh, your question. Um, what's happening in Greece now um, with the crisis, I think two things are happening. There is certainly an increase in um, poverty-related hunger, um, especially in the cities. But something else that's happening that I guess can be viewed as kind of a silver lining is that people are going back to the countryside and they are going back to the land in a main in, in a major way, uh, you know, partly to survive and partly to kind of figure out new ways to um, make a living, um, going back in an organized way. On Ikaria, Ikaria has always attracted uh, a younger generation. It's not one of the Greek islands that has. The, you know where the the population is only um, c- comprised of older people or retired people. There's a pretty vibrant young population on the island. Um, I think people are attracted to the lifestyle because it is off the grid, so to speak. It's um, there is you know there's a it's a f- it's quiet but also fun. 
Um, you don't need much to enjoy your life. And I think there are, there are lessons in that for all of us. But the crisis, I think, is, is pushing people to make the, that kind of decision maybe a little bit faster than they would. You know, they, they don't, they're not uh, mulling over decisions like that if their own survival is at, at risk. So it sounds like sort of a perfect storm for sustainable living right now. In a way it is. In a way it is. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at www.yale.edu slash sustainable food.